Welcome to In the Wake with Whitley. Here on this podcast, we cover mental health, life lessons, mindset growth, and tons of storytelling. Together, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and everything in between. I'm your host, Whitley Rogers. I'm a certified life coach and mental health advocate. I'm also a survivor of sexual and mental abuse. I'm here to open up those conversations that are normally uncomfortable or hush-hush in society. Keep listening for bits and pieces of my personal journey and insights along with other interviewees. All right, I am back this week with a new guest here with me today, and we're going to be talking about something that I'm very passionate about, and I'm very excited to dive into this subject. And we met through a podcasting group, so I don't know her personally, and I am also excited to get to know her alongside the rest of you all and hear her message. So I will let you introduce yourself a little bit before we start. Who are you and what is your story? Okay, my name is Hawa Stevens and I am a college student right now. I'm in my third year. Other than that, what I do is I have my own podcast. It's called the Self Love Tri Podcast. I'm really huge on mental health, personal development, and like women empowerment. So that's what the podcast is all about. The reason why I started it is because I went through a really dark time in my life and I felt that there was a lot of luck in the woman empowerment especially with the black community so I really wanted to start something that would help out other black girls who are struggling with stuff and other women in general who are struggling things and that's why I started it I'm 23 other than that I'm very chill super sarcastic I don't take things like too (laughs) seriously yeah that's a little bit about me awesome and I love that that's the reason you started your podcast because that was was kind of my reason as well. Just after everything I've been through, I was like, I'm going to turn my pain into purpose and like do something about it and talk about it. So I think that's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's really great because you get to help other people too, right? So it's so nice. So we're going to talk about self-love and prioritizing yourself today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's perfect given the name and message of your own podcast. So I usually start by talking about the stigmas or the myths around the topic that kind of happens when we try to define it. We define what it's not. So What do you feel are those stigmas or just misunderstandings that people have around self-love and prioritizing yourself, especially as women? I feel like the stigma really around both of those is that, especially with self-love, is that it's like pampering yourself, taking yourself out to like spa dates, buying expensive things, like living really luxurious. It's about the spa dates, massage dates, nail dates. That's what people think like self-love is. Mm -hmm. And then with the stigma around like prioritization, it's like, oh, if you prioritize yourself and your needs, it's like, oh, you're selfish or you don't care about the people around you or you just think you're so much higher higher than everybody else around you which is like so not true you know like self-love is not just about the pamper sessions that you have prioritizing yourself does not mean that you do not care about anybody else in your life and that you only care about yourself no I feel like everyone should be taking themselves first like you should be first person that you love the most should be you and then like your family members and your friends should be second because if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't prioritize yourself, how are you going to be able to help others if you cannot help yourself out in the little needs that you need? 
Right. Because if you're not filling up your own cup, you have nothing to give. You have nothing to pour into other people. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to just like be drained and then you're going to be cranky and people are going to be like, oh, what's wrong with you? It's like, I'm being good for everyone else except for me. That's what's wrong. Yeah. Where do you think these narratives around self-love is just pampering yourself or that prioritizing yourself is selfish or it's vain? Where do you think those come from? Honestly, I think it's from society and the movies we watch and the things that we see on social media, everything around us in movies or IG, like in all social media, what I find when they say self-love, they usually have a girl taking a bath or something or doing Mm -hmm. like self-love. And I'm just like, oh my God. (laughs) It's like, that's not the only thing. Oh, when in the movies, I find sometimes I'll watch a movie and the girl be like prioritizing themselves. So I can't do this because I have this other thing that I need to do for myself. And the character will be like, oh, isn't that selfish? And I'm like, what? No, <laughs> it's not selfish. She needs to do that. And it's also like, even in social media, they'll be like, it will always show that if you're prioritizing yourself, you're putting yourself first, it's almost seen as like this bad thing as neglecting other people in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where so many people get accustomed to it and they think, okay, so if I prioritize myself, then I'm selfish. And self love to show it to myself, I need to get a bubble bath and drink some wine and have some candles. And that's it. That's not the only thing about it. Right. That stuff is nice. That's a nice bonus. But it goes a lot deeper than that surface level bubble baths and face mask stuff, for sure. Yeah, so much deeper. Yeah. So I think that these narratives are kind of coming from like the patriarchy and gender roles where women are supposed to be like these motherly people who put their kids first, put their spouses first, put everyone else before themselves. And they're just so nurturing and caring and selfless. At least that was the narrative that I grew up believing that was pushed on me. I think that drives a lot of women to burnout out because they're constantly giving and giving and giving and trying to be superwoman and doing all the things without taking care of themselves and making sure they're okay and their needs are met and you know all of those things even just within like religion or Christianity mm-hmm. because I did grow up in a very conservative religious environment I've since yeah. grown separate from that but like I think there's a lot of heavily focused on on service and doing things for others and not focusing on yourself, which like in itself is not a bad thing. Like that's great <laughs> if you want to do nice things for the people around you and be full of service. But like, again, it, I think those narratives make us abandon ourselves. Mm-hmm. So and true. so that we're not filling ourselves up, we're not getting our needs met. And then I see a lot of women don't even know what they want. They don't know what what they need because of these narratives that it's selfish you can't do that as a woman yeah just abandoning yourself altogether yeah oh my god that is so true I grew up Muslim and it's almost the same thing like the Islam religion it's all about doing things for others or if you have a family like putting your husband and your kids first and Mm -hmm. really not doing anything for yourself yeah I don't like follow it like super closely but all this time would be in all these ways to put others first and if we're putting ourselves first especially as women it's seen as such a bad thing but for guys it's like okay almost you know 
Right. That you can totally focus on yourself and your career and always leveling up and <laughs> doing what's best for yourself. Yeah. Guys could like, you know, after work, if I'm really tired, I could take some time, hang out with the boys or go out for drinks or whatever it is. But as a woman, even if you're tired from work, you're still supposed to go home and make dinner and be there for your kids. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm going to go out and have drinks with my girls or go out for dinner right. or something. No, and I think that obviously it's so harmful for everyone, but it is. It's harmful to women. And I think that for me, when I started my journey of learning to love myself and creating these self-care routines, at first I felt really guilty about it because of those narratives that were pushed on me. And so even though I was trying to take care of myself, I wasn't actually feeling rested or recharged because I had this, this voice in my head that was like, you're so selfish for doing this. You need to be going out and doing X, Y, and Z instead. You don't really need this. And so like, even though I was doing the physical acts of taking care of myself, my emotional and mental needs weren't being met because I still was conditioned with those narratives that it's bad and it's selfish. So it's definitely like you have to unlearn that to be able yeah. to truly prioritize yourself. Yeah, that is so true. And it doesn't happen like super quickly. It definitely takes some time and you're constantly having to do it to be like, okay, this is the norm. So what did that look like for you? What did it take for you to finally prioritize yourself? And, you know, what was that climax or turning point that led you to the journey that you're currently on? Oh my God. I like to call myself the recovered party girl because <laughs> that is definitely what I was. So I said, even the healing journey of everything, I was in a very dark place mm -hmm. and I didn't really know how to get out of it. And, you know, like the people that you surround yourself are who you're going to be. So the people who I surrounded myself at that time, be like, oh, you're going through like a hard time, just like drink, just party, you know, it's all going to go away if you drink. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> that's what I used to do, which is guys really bad. <laughs> do not do that to you. <laughs> they're still there when you wake up hungover as fuck like it's still there I used to like drink and I would like party constantly and this is when I moved out from my parents house so it's just like me and my roommate and that's basically what we did I think it was Thursday Friday Saturdays and then sometimes in like the midweek I would also drink. I was like low-key an alcoholic, I think. Pretty sure I was because <laughs> I was drinking so much. And I don't know, just like one day, you know, one of my friends, she got DUI and then all these other things just started to happen. And then I was like, okay, I need to actually like change or else this is going to end up really badly for myself. Even when I was younger, I started partying when I was like 18 when I didn't want to deal with this stuff till I was like about 22 when I was like, okay, this is it. Like I'm actually going to work with this because when I was like 18, I had like troubles with the cops. So so many things <laughs> that uh -huh. happened. I need to actually like do something. I need to actually change. And then I started the healing journey. And what that really looked like was me losing so many of my old friends even like mm -hmm. one of my best friends I had to like let go of that relationship because it was no longer serving me and then that was the first step in finally prioritizing myself because usually when I used to be in like friendships I'll be like okay what does this person need from me and then I would always like give give and give and then that would either end up damaging me or end me being in a, not the best place for myself 
Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I like up this friendship, that's like the really first step of prioritizing myself. And I went to like see a therapist that really helped me because it was like such a nice encouragement to have someone to talk to, especially when you're like letting go of old friendships. It could be really hard because you're like, oh, I feel so alone. And then after that, it was setting up boundaries with other people in my life. So yeah. It- like my family members other friends of I like went through a three month no drinking and I was like okay I'm not gonna drink so every time like I got invited out that okay, hey I'm not drinking so I cannot be coming out we can have like lunch or whatever that's totally fine so just like cutting off old friendships and then setting up those boundaries with the people that you love can be so hard because you know you want to be there for them especially if you're so used to being there for others and I love being there for people I love helping people as much as I can so I was like oh my god if I don't do this does this make me a bad person Mm -hmm. and it was really hard because you know you're conditioned to always be there for people and always help people and if you don't then you're like not the best and even like my old best friend when I was be like oh I cannot do this for you when I was setting up the boundaries with her at first she would definitely it's like like, oh you're not a good friend anymore or like oh you're never there for me and she would like manipulate me and like guilt trip hard and I find like those people who when you're setting up boundaries with them and they guilt tripping you or they start manipulating you or they start acting very hostile towards you those are the people that you should cut off because if you're setting up boundaries with anybody in your life especially with your friends or in any relationship that you have if they are not going to support you and be like okay that's totally fine I get it then they're not the best people to have around because they're not for your best interest they're not looking out for you they're only looking out for themselves and you know you can't have someone who always wants something from you but is never actually there for you a hundred percent too so after the the boundaries did not work out I was like okay this is definitely a relationship that I have to cut off even though we've been friends for so long I don't care how long you've been friends with that person if they're not serving you you have to cut them off and it could be hard you could like mess them all you want but you know getting back to that old relationship friendship whatever could be really damaging to you Yeah, I know there's a quote, and I don't know who said it. I will have to find out. But it basically says, the people that are upset by your boundaries are the ones that were benefiting from you having none. Boundaries are hard. It's really uncomfortable. But like, I know for me, I have been a huge people pleaser in the past. Boundaries are so hard because, again, I was taught to abandon myself with that narrative of like, please other people, do what they want, do what they want you to do. And that means you'll be a good friend. That means you'll be a good daughter or a good sister or whatever it may be. But again, like that people pleasing nature was teaching me to abandon myself and then that creates resentment. Like yeah. when your needs aren't being met and you're not taking care of yourself. I projected blame onto other people. Like they asked me to do this when I need to do this for myself, but I'm a people pleaser. So I'm going to do what they asked anyway. But then it it creates resentment towards them because I think it's their fault that they asked me to do this. When in reality, like I didn't set that boundary. I said yes when I really wanted to say no. So what has that been like for you? What are some examples of hard boundaries that you had to start setting? 
in those relationships oh so some of those hard boundaries were definitely if i'm not able to hang out with someone you know if my financial circumstances were like not the best and i was like you know what? i actually cannot hang out with you so right. that was like one of the boundaries the other one was letting my friends know what it is that i need from them mm-hmm. which can be hard in friendships being like this is what i need like i need a little bit extra more support or right now i just like need my space i need my time by myself so setting up those boundaries setting up the boundaries even with my family members if I'm like not able to do something being like hey I cannot do that because I have this other priority that I need to do for myself so I was like can you find somebody else to like help you out with that and honestly this came from my brother because he's so good at this like he's so good at setting up boundaries <laughs> such an like, inspiration I was like holy shit I need to be like that like, <laughs> like no I can't do this to have this other priority and that's it like I cannot do it I cannot do it so it was definitely such an inspiration just like seeing how he was and I was like okay I need to do that too and then that also like gave me the extra push to do it even with, like my friends just like setting up those boundaries and being like hey I would love to be there for you and I would love to support you but I cannot be there even if it's like mentally exhausting for me because sometimes you know you want to be there for your friend emotionally and mentally but if it's not in your capacity if you have like so many other things that you are dealing with too and you cannot be there for them mentally then setting up being like hey I cannot be there for you right now but you know what like I hope the best and then once you're ready to be there for them mentally being there for them at that time that you are ready and you can handle it because if you're taking so many other mentally things from other people if you're a really empathetic person this can be really hard because I'm a really empathetic so like I want to be there for all so many other people and like you know understand and get where they are and try to help them but if you are already so full with all this other stuff that you are handling and you're working on with yourself you cannot listen to other people's like problems it's not me It's just like you cannot do that because then you're putting your, you know, your mental health in jeopardy and it could be really, really damaging to you. So you just be like, hey, I'm sorry, like it cannot be there for you, but I really hope the best for you. And then once you're ready, being there for them at that time, be like, okay, talk to me let me understand where you are and then try to help them there. So it was setting up those boundaries with them. It's not only doing a disservice to yourself, but it's doing a disservice to them. If you say yes, when you mean no, and you know, you're not in a good place to be there for them, then you're not going to show up as your best self. If you haven't taken care of yourself, you're not going to be your best self in your life and in your relationships. So like if you take care of yourself and if you make sure your needs are met, then it benefits everyone. It doesn't just benefit you. It's going to make your relationships stronger and it's going to make your life more enjoyable in the end. Yeah, that is so true. If you're actually there for them when you're at the right mind and like when you're actually ready then you can be 100% there for them and I feel like people know when you're not really there oh yeah because people can feel the difference of when you are completely present and you're there for them because you're coming from a good place where you're taking care of versus when you know your life is also in a complete mess and you're also trying to like be a support system for them in their complete mess. It's like, it can get really hard. It's hard to balance all of that when yeah. your own cup isn't full yet. You said you had to cut off relationships. Like what kind of backlash or pushback did you get from people in your life when you started prioritizing yourself? Because if for however many years, 20 years, 21, 22 years, some people, it could be 40 years of your life that you have not 
prioritized yourself and you've been a people pleaser and you've just like give and give and give until you have nothing else to give like the people in your life are used to that and that's the person that they believe you are so when you start showing up differently and setting those boundaries and like prioritizing yourself that can be really disorienting for some people when you haven't done that for so long in the past so I'm sure there is a lot of discomfort and hard conversations and like there can be pushback from people what did that look like specifically for you I remember there was one time when I when my sister wanted me to come get her from somewhere else like hey I can't and then she was like getting mad and I was like I just had to have a talk I was like hey listen like I'm not gonna always be there for you because so many times in the past so just whenever she'd be like oh can you come get me from here can you do this I'll be like okay okay for sure and I was like listen I'm not gonna be doing that anymore because I was like I have other priorities that I need to do for myself and if me coming to pick you up or if me doing something for you is jeopardizing that or is making me unable to do that for myself I am not going to say yes to it anymore and it was a really tough conversation she even thought I was like selfish so I was like it's not selfish it's just you also have to learn that not everyone is going to be there for you at every moment that you need and you're going to need to be more like self-sufficient and be like okay how do I figure this out by myself so it was like having those tough conversations it was losing a lot of friends when I would set boundaries I think I lost I started going, it was like more than half of my friends oh, wow. <laughs> three friends now so when you're setting up those boundaries especially when they're so used to you being there for them all the time that people can take it in such a bad way as you're being selfish you're not being a good friend you know I got some people saying oh now you think you're better than us and I was like what is even going on you know (laughs) definitely losing a lot of those friends and then also the friends that go party with when you're like oh I can't party because I'm like not drinking anymore I'm not doing that part of me anymore as much they'll be like oh why also now you're just gonna be like boring and lame losing so many friends getting called boring <laughs> getting called mm-hmm. out better than us you know selfish you get called so many names when you're starting out the journey for sure because people just aren't used to that and I like that you kind of mentioned that like you can't be everyone's solution all the time yeah when people have a problem and they come to you for you to be their solution, for them to be able to confide in you or do something for you or serve you, like sometimes you're just not in a place where you can be that solution. So like redirecting them to find a different solution or giving them other resources or options is helping you, but it's also helping them because like I said, then you're just resentful and then you're not showing up 100% yourself all of those things so I'll give an example with my old best friend when I would be like oh I can't go out because I'm trying not to drink or something oh I'll be like I can't go out just because you know don't feel like it but then she'd be like oh no like come out come out come out you know when people just like pressurize you and yes you know, trip you into like doing something so then I would end up doing it and then I would wake up and I'd be like oh my god I hate this girl <laughs> <laughs> right and it's like no you actually did that on yourself you could have just said no and shut the door and <laughs> like stop also taking responsibility like hey this is my fault and next time this happens knowing like what to know and then just like stopping out there not trying to please them in any type of way what does self-love and self-care mean to you Because I know we said at the beginning that it's not all the pampering and the bubble baths. So what is it? 
Self-love and self-care to me means doing things for yourself that are either going to help you out in the future or going to help you become a better person right now. So that could look like either hiring a coach for yourself, either investing a program, a personal trainer or something, a program that is going to help you. Or it could also mean being more organized, taking better care of the environment you're in, meal prepping. It could also be just like taking 10 minutes of out of your day meditating or just 10 minutes of silence no distractions and really listening to what your body needs because at those silent moments is when you're actually your mind and your body really speaks to you and lets you know like hey this is what you need or hey this is what you need to let go of or hey you're mentally exhausted you need to take a break so it's really taking care of yourself fully and wholeheartedly and making sure that every area of your life is good and making sure that you are good mentally Yeah, I love that. And like our needs change on a day-to-day basis, an hour-to-hour, week-to-week. And so like going back and tuning into yourself and asking like, what do I need in this moment? Or what can I do to set my future self up for success is huge. I also think, you know, the five love languages, I feel like when people are struggling with how to love themselves, they're like, oh my God, how do I do it? Like, how do I begin the journey? It's really knowing what your love language is, and that's how you can give it back to yourself. Yes. I just talked about that in last week's episode, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's so important because, yeah, for so long, I think the five love languages, people talk about them for their relationships and how they express love or receive love. But it's also like, how do you give love for yourself? Like, how do you feel loved for yourself? If you're spending like quality time with yourself and maybe that's alone time or a workshop or a yoga class or something, or maybe you need acts of service and you need to do different things on your to-do list for yourself and Mm -hmm. that's how you feel loved and that's how you feel cared for like it can look different than how you receive love from other people it's so important because even if you're not in a relationship even if you are you still be doing these daily yeah I think it's hard in relationships at least like in high school or young relationships for me I felt like I looked to the other person to fill those needs that it's really hard to love myself. It's really hard to feel that I'm beautiful or I'm good enough, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so it's so much easier to have someone else tell me that I'm beautiful and tell me that I'm good enough and tell me that they love me. But that's just a band-aid fix. Because if I don't deep down believe that, then they're gone one day, then all of that is gone with them. And if I give them that much power to fill me up, then they also have the power to take it away. And so like showing up with my relationships, I am just trying to, I mean, it's, it's hard and it's a constant up and down journey, but I'm trying to make sure that within myself, I am making myself happy, that I feel loved by myself, that I feel like I'm good enough. And then whether it's romantic or like friendships, they can make you happier, love you even more at a base level, you have that within yourself. So you're not always looking externally for those things. So how has prioritizing yourself and learning to love yourself changed how you show up to your life and how you show up to your relationships? Oh my God, it's been incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I've been really feeling more confident in 
what it is that I'm doing or what it is that I'm trying to do. And then it's making me way more self-aware if I'm struggling at a point. I'm like, okay, I know why it is that I'm struggling. And I'm like, okay, what do you need in order to fix this? Or what is this trying to tell you? So I'll give an example. I think last week I did my first live on IG. I've been putting it off for like two weeks. You know, I was like, okay, why is it that I'm putting it off? Like on the weekend, I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, why is it that I keep on putting off this live? I get it that I'm nervous, but why do I feel so like confident and so nervous to do this? You know, like I know what I'm talking about. You know, when you get that imposter syndrome, it was just like me feeling like, hey, maybe you're like not good enough from seeing other people on social media and then I was like okay that means that I need to like fill up my cup more and make sure that I show up confidently which is listening to a podcast for me reading more books saying my like affirmations to myself daily and then you know I was like okay now I'm confidently enough to show up making me way more self-aware in my surroundings and in what I'm doing and then in relationships it's really helping me not take BS from people (laughs) I find Right now I'm like single. So I'm like kind of going into like the little dating phase a little bit. And in the past, what I'll find is I would keep on giving excuses. I mean, now it's like, no, I know what my standards are and I know what I want and I know what I deserve. And, you know, I'm not going to take anything less than that. I'm not going to meet some guy at where he's at. If you want me, you're going to meet me at my standards. You know, like that's just it. Yeah, it's really helping me like show up confidently and know what it is that I want from every type of relationship, not even from like in a romantic way, but even in my friendships, I know, hey, this is not a good person to have in my life or hey, this is a good person. And just mm-hmm. setting your standards and be like, no, this is not acceptable and this is acceptable and like holding yourself up to that. Because when you learn to love yourself, you know your worth and you know what you deserve. And so you're no longer willing to put up with anything less than that. So to kind of wrap up, what do you want listeners to take away from this episode? And what would you say to someone struggling to prioritize themselves or love themselves? I would definitely say take it very slowly. Don't feel like you have to go on full 100 because when you're just starting to learn to prioritize yourself, it can be really hard and daunting. So all like what social media says not just about bubble bus like as much as that is wonderful and you can do that I would definitely say like learning the five love languages, self-love based on the five love languages because you will understand, hey, this is what I actually need for myself. And then you'll be able to give yourself that and setting up those small boundaries. You have to really start small with it, setting up those small boundaries with the people around you. And if you have friendships or if you have people around you who are giving you backlash and not wanting to be in your life anymore, learning to let them go and that it's okay to let them go and just surround yourself with people who actually support you and who are more there for you there may be less of them but the love that they're going to give you is going to be so much more than you know the love that you would get from these other people love that message and I think I've definitely fallen prey to this where within the self-help and the self-love world, sometimes it can be really overwhelming because it's like, there's so many different things I feel like I need to be doing and I need to be doing all of it right now. And I need to be my best self tomorrow when it's like, first of all, you're good enough right now, just as you are, but also Mm -hmm. like those baby steps and things change and you can do different things. And it's very personal. What works for you? What feels good for you? Don't expect it to just happen overnight. And that like, it also isn't a destination that one day you're like, yep, 
I love myself 100%. I always prioritize my needs. Like I'm the best at this. It's a constant wavering of some days you're better at it and some days you slip up and that's okay because we're human. And I think a part of loving yourself is giving yourself that grace, knowing that you're not going to be perfect at it all the time. That is so true. Yeah. Some days will be really good days. And then some days you'll be like, oh my God, I fucked up. And that's okay. Right. You can just go back again tomorrow and do better. So if people want to reach out and connect with you, work with you, where can they find you? Oh yeah. If you want to reach out, you can listen to my podcast called The Self-Love Tribe. It's literally everywhere. (laughs) It's on Spotify, Google, Amazon. It's everywhere. So it's called The Self-Love Tribe. If you want to talk to me, I love talking to people and getting to know new people. So please feel always welcome to like hit me up and it's on Instagram. It's at self love tribe. So S L F love tribe. You can reach me out on there, connect with me, talk to me. Awesome. So I will link all of that in the show notes below for anyone interested in connecting. So I always end off my episodes with a little song recommendation. So I just want to ask you if there's a song that deeply resonates with you and your story. I'll definitely say my song for right now is Soulmate by Lizzo. Oh, yes. I love it. (laughs) Why do you choose that song? Because it really speaks on like self-love and fully loving and accepting yourself and be like, you know, I'm good enough and I don't need anybody else to do all this extra shit for me. I can do it by myself and just anyone else who's coming is extra. I feel like that's the perfect song for this topic. Right. All right. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here. I really appreciate your energy and what you have to bring with your message. I think it's so important. Thank Thank you you for having me. I had so much fun. Oh my God. (laughs) Of course. Of course. All right. That's all we have for you guys today. Thanks for listening and tune in next time. I hope this podcast left you feeling empowered, better understood, and less alone in this crazy thing called life. If you like what you hear, leave a rating or review and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening and tune in next time.